Yeah, folks at home, folks at home. Welcome back to Ike Live. How you doing tonight? It's a glorious, wonderful Monday night, post-Easter show. Hope everybody had a blessed Easter. Wonderful day. I know I did. Pete, how was your Easter? Man, it was awesome. Had a good one? Yeah, you know, family, family time. That's good. Eat too much. Yep. You know, have some laughs. It was a good time. How was your Easter? Spend it alone. The family is in Tennessee visiting our our 21-year-old. And I had Ooh. the house to myself. I went to Cooper River, fished, went to uh, Newton and fished, and did some shit around the you house. You did Cooper River and Newton. How did that go? Horrible. Cooper was, was totally muddy. That's why I went over to Newton, and Newton was dead. Newton was off, man. Okay. Yeah. Did you go by land or launch? Yeah, a... by land. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. You need to get you a kayak. Dude, I'm going in the kayak division this year for the Ike Live Tour. I mean, the Ike uh, Foundation Tournament. That's cool. You yeah, should. Yeah, get me set up with a kayak, bro. Okay. I can help you out with a kayak. Heck yeah. Definitely. Because I'm totally going to go in that thing in a kayak. You should. Totally. We're I'll announcing. Be- we're we're going to be announcing the the final details here in a little yeah. bit. But the odds are it's going to be on Cooper or Newton, Ooh. or both. Are you allowed to announce the uh, the prize, or, or is that not set yet? Uh, no, it's not set yet. We're we're still considered, but but the I know part of the first base prize on the kayak division is the winner will receive a berth to Hobie Worlds, which that's is part. That's part of that's it. That's a monster. It's prize. Huge. Are I you mean, sure that's you're allowed like, to announce that? Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Are we recorded? <laughs> just said we weren't so. and broadcasting and broadcasting alright we're, we're going to announce more on that uh, so keep your keep your ears tuned about the Ike Foundation tournament coming up uh, let me remind everybody uh, you were watching Ike Live we had John Murray on what a great interview and we've got Jordan Lee 2017 Bassmaster Classic Champ coming up in just a little bit Outstanding. Really awesome. Let me remind you that you are a key part of the show. Lots of ways to contact us and ask questions to us or our guest. First of all, you can use the IM feature right there next to your screen. And our wonderful intern, Eric, will field your questions. Questions. You can also hit us up on social media, at Ike Live Show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for our Facebook followers... Facebook Live followers, please ask questions there. We're, we're, we're looking at that stuff constantly. Uh, Eric, let me corner you real quick while you're sitting back there looking bedazzled What's up, by Mike? Brian. Tell me a little bit about – I saw a picture of giant smallmouth bass, four or four-and-a-half pounder. Tell us a little bit about uh, – you don't have to tell us where you caught it, but tell us about how you caught that fish, what depth, what the water temperature was. Well, it's my home body water, northern New Jersey, and this is a place that gets hammered. Yeah, Bass guys a lot there of pressure. all the time, and that day was no different. So one thing I've been doing recently, and I started throwing this in the winter, but I kind of kept it going, is I've been throwing an ultralight trout rod for these mm. bass. It's not the only setup I got on the boat, but when we had the conditions like we did, calm, sunny skies, yeah. no wind whatsoever, I pick up that trout rod with four-pound test line four and pound. a little two, two-and-a-half-inch Kytec. Yeah. And, man, you're going to get those extra bites on it. You may not land all of them. Yeah. You're obviously going to lose some fish. Yeah. But getting the bites is really what matters to me in the end. And yeah. that rod helps me do it. That's awesome. That's a beautiful fish. Now, did Thank you guys you. catch other species mixed We in? did. We did, yeah. That body of water actually gets stocked every year with, believe it or not, 5,000 trout. 
Wow. Five thousand. That's the kind of stocking we have in the northern part of yeah, the state. Yeah, five they, times with the entire <laughs> South Jersey. Yeah, gets. they hate South Jersey. Well, they, they bring the ones down here that are missing a fin. Like they bring the ones oh, that yeah. the cut for North Jersey. Oh, yeah, they got holes in them. One eye. Swimming in circles. And, they got not, the and patch get this. On them. And yeah. get this. Ninety of them are brute stock class fish between like five and ten pounds. Ninety. Yeah. Dude, that's so wrong. Isn't that, that is so wrong? wrong. I, I would love to do a survey of dollars that come from South Jersey anglers versus dollars. You know, license fees and all that to come from North Jersey English. It's it's unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. clearly it's unfair. Yeah. The other thing that's unfair, why we're outing the New Jersey Department of Fish and Game. <laughs> uh, the other thing that's unfair is they put all I don't want to say all. They put a majority of their funds into the cold water fisheries. Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Because they're why? better. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> we got better fisheries. I, no, no, no. He's no, saying no. no. I, I'm saying the cold water bad. fisheries, oh, like trout. Because again, I'd like, to, I'd love to do a survey no, who's on trout fishing. Like, well, well, that's the thing. Like, I'd love to do a survey on licensing. You know, like X number of licenses are sold in New Jersey each year. What percentage of those licenses are sold to guys that bass fish yeah. or crappie or panfish versus trout or walleye or putt? You know, I'd love to see that. I'd like I to see. I don't even know anyone that gets a trout stamp. I've been getting them the last couple of years to take yeah. Jake well, fishing. I take Jake fishing. <laughs> Everyone up north gets them though, because you can't yes. fish. You can't fish any of the water bodies that have trout in them if you don't have the trout stamp. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're fishing for them or not. So everyone up north has one. Uh, even if you, even if you show up with the huddle stamp. I'm, 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 I'm like on? almost 100. Those sure insidious bastards. Dude, what if, what if you show up to no. one of those lakes I, with a hoodie on, get like a big huddleston yeah. on a bait, bait caster? Clearly, you're not fishing for trout if you show up with the Huddleston. Especially if you're tricking the guys across the way and you're fighting it, and then you're yeah. swinging it right into the bucket. Dude, I, I got to tell the story. This is funny because I got to tell the story. This is all bringing it back. The old club days, Top Rod Bassmasters, we used to have a tournament up on Mercer Lake. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mercer Lake, back in the day, was a lake that had some really big ones in it. it Not allowed to have tournaments there now because of all the rowers. Because of the rowers. This is old school. But we would go to Mercer. I hate them rowers. Bullshit. And the one year, we but ended they, up... But they can't close a lake for the class. They right? wear yoga shoes, right. though. Right. So we ended up having our tournament mm-hmm. on Mercer. We would decide our schedule in the in the winter, and we'd put all these things down. We and, and we're a bunch of 20-year-olds. We don't really think nothing out. And we ended up putting Mercer Lake at April... 15th, let's say. And it happened to be the same Saturday that opening trout was. We had our tournament on Mercer Lake. And, dude, I remember I went and practiced. Like I'd always go to and try to practice the Wednesday or Thursday before the event. And I went and practiced, and I went. Didn't make sense because it was early, but I went up the headwaters to Mercer, and I had three or four big bites up there, big bass. And I'm like, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, why the hell are these bass up here? The water's cold. It shouldn't be a creek deal. You know, it's like a summer deal. But I didn't care. I had some big bites up there, rest of the lake, spotty. Tournament day, dude, we blasted off. Dude, I put both troll motors, the back one on, jumped up to the front, put the front one on, and I headed straight for the creek. I get up the creek channel, <laughs> dude, and it's like first light, you know? I get up there. And, dude, all of a sudden, I start seeing dudes elbow to elbow up there <laughs> waiting because they can't cast yet. Like 8 a.m. or right, something. Right, because it's got to be like 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And, dude, they're all looking at me like I'm an alien and I'm bass fishing in a place that they stocked for trout. <laughs> and then it hit me and I'm like, 
Uh, I know why these bass are up. <laughs> oh, man. So, on that. Oh, yeah. So they kind of like chased me out because, you know, they're like, oh, you can't you can't be fishing up here. And I didn't have my trout stamp. And, you know, so I ended up kind of like getting frazzled and changing my game plan and leaving the creek. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that rule, though, that you can't fish without a trout stamp. I think you have to have a trout stamp. Waters. I'm pretty sure. I, I believe everything. I, I I don't know. That's a gray area. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to get Chris Smith on the phone. Yeah. Can't hear you. Yeah, Hold on. Awesome. You're fishing for bass and right. catch trout. You know what I mean? Right. But you could just say, "Oh, I'm bass fishing." So it's my it's my understanding that in order possess to possess trout, yep. you have to have the stamp. That's what I thought. That it could was. be it. Hey, let's yeah. address that trivia question again because nobody's getting close. Okay. Come on, it's a hard one, dude. Give a hint. No one's gonna we get need it. a hint. All right, Pete. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. And, and and here's the, the question. Google by the way, guys, before you on. ask that, I'm gonna give you something, dude. This is a tackle pack. Let me tell everybody on the IMs listening and watching right now. This is two new, giant new. Flambo three three God they're all falling there's so many well, these are the IQ Ike approved IQ boxes I'm gonna we help got a real snot jersey Brian what else we got in this thing we got liquid ma'am in there some, we'll throw some liquid ma'am in we there we got a lot of stuff in this this well, is a big prize this is a big prize and I'm gonna help you guys get it uh, we're talking about the longest stretches between. BASS wins. The span in this one was 16 years between wins. Uh, the early win was a Bassmaster Classic win. Can I give him a hint, Pete? Or do you want to just let him Google it? Oh, that was, I just gave him a hint. You want to give him another hint? No, give him another hint. I mean, they're going to... Well, I'm, my hint was the, the Classic is one of those wins. There's an underwear company named after this. <laughs> oh! 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 Say that again, Dave, for everybody. Don't say it again. That was enough. Somebody's got to win, or we're going to yeah. talk about it all night long. Okay. All right. I got another trivia question, so somebody's got to get this. That's one. a hell of a hint. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the right That's answer. All right, Brian DeCarpenter, let's get Jordan Clued. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm right. ready to talk to Jordan. I'm excited to to talk to this guy. Talk about his win. I want to talk about. Boom. What is going on in his life right now? I know he's crazy busy. David I, from Wisconsin. David from Wisconsin. David oh, from we Wisconsin. Yep. We have a winner? Yes, we, we got, got it. it. We got it. Okay. Jack Haynes. And, and the answer, Eric, is? Jack Haynes. Jack Haynes. Jack Haynes. David from Wisconsin, you're a big winner on Night Live tonight. Well done. Thank you for watching. And we're going to send you this. If you can send us some cheese... That would be great. <laughs> I wonder if it's the Dave from Wisconsin that told me I was a liar when I said I grew up with you. Uh, co-angler up there. Remember I told you that story? Yeah. The other night. We got you a co-angler. Yeah. And, of course, wherever I travel, uh, you know Mike? You know, and half yeah, the time I, I'd be like, no. And then sometimes I would tell the truth. Yeah. And I told this guy the truth. Well, he taught me about swim jigs. I would have won that tournament. If the Bavarni guy. Jigs. Yes. Yes. Right. I, well, I go on Bavarni's site as soon as I get home to start ordering them. He makes a great swim jig. Well, then this son yeah. of a bitch is on, the, on their testimonial thing, lighting me up. Uh, you know, I'm talking about how he outfished me, and I was. <laughs> I, cl- I fished with this guy to claim the best buds with Ike and Nelly. I was like, never again will I tell anybody. Wow. Yeah, we had a good day. Yeah. We each other laugh. We yeah. were hitting it off. Yeah, and then he's busting your balls. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> <hammered>. <laughs> uh, great shout swim jigs. Shout out to Jigs. They make a nice uh, uh, finesse swim jig. Some interesting stuff that yeah. I found out today. When Jordan won the Classic, and he did not have limits. That's right. right. 
Dude, that ever happened. Do you have a guess? And, and well, how, and how many classics? Twelve. How many classics have been won with guys that haven't had limits? I'm gonna say none, dude. Maybe maybe in the Ray Scott days when they fired the pistol and you were a real bullet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's what I thought. Yeah. As it turned out, it's 23. Wow. Yeah, it's it's well the it's, one Kevin won, he didn't have limits every day in Pittsburgh. Wow. That, oh, yeah, I forgot about Pittsburgh. You hit the nail. That was the fewest fish caught to win a classic. Right. Was eleven. Eleven. Yeah, there's been a few twelves. How about that? Yeah. That's crazy. But, very interesting. Yeah, very it's surprising, right? Yeah. To win to win the classic and not limit every day. You think like you, you need fish. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's silly. Oh my god. That that was a test. That was, was a test. that was a real test. That also is, I guess, the lowest winning weight. I thought you were going to win that one, man, because that, that looked yeah. just like the Schuylkill River on the title side. Oh yeah, you know, I thought it, I thought you had. I, thought you I, I that I, that, one, man. that that one and the FLW championship that yeah. was there. I had them won. I had them literally had both those tournaments won, and it just, dude, everything's got to work. You know what I mean? Like everything's got to fall into place. I I can. You know the big one on the Bassmaster Classic the year I won. I, I don't. I, and I think I remember telling the story before in iCloud, but I'll tell it again real quick. Is the second day of the event, I went up two locks on the on the Monongahela side on the right side of the river, and I got to the spot that I found in practice that was in discharge on a seawall, but it was an underwater discharge. It wasn't a visible discharge, right? You could barely see it. And the second day, I got up there, and I caught, like, two keepers and missed a bite, and I had to run back. And the third morning, dude, there were a lot of fish there. And the third morning, I'm like, I got to go straight up there. That's where I'm going to win this tournament. And I get up there, and it takes so much time because it's two locks, and then you got to run some. And by the time I got up there, I got up there, and as I'm – Idling as I'm driving to it, you know, I could see I looked like somebody was there. But as I got closer, I see this boat pulling off. And I'm like, huh. And I fish, I fish, and I fish for like 20, 30 minutes and never have a bite. And I'm like, God. I'm like, I got to go back because that was like the only thing I had in that pool. Well, come to find out, after everything was said and done, I ended up talking to one of the fans that was out there watching because there was four or five other boats Bass boats just out there watching. This was a modified V-hole. And I end up talking to this guy, and he's like, yeah, do you remember seeing that that John boat that pulled out as you approached it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, that that dude was there from sunrise before you got there, and we saw him catch like four or five keepers off that spot. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, and the guy freaking said that, you know, he watched it on the Jumbotron at the Classic oh, the second day, and that's how he knew about the spot. Gunk, man. So, you know, it's like mm. those things that happen that, you know, that change the outcome of a tournament, you know, and it happens all the time, you know. And, and again, it, it, it may have happened in Jordan's case, you know. It either things happen that positively affect your outcome. Mm-hmm. Or negatively affect your outcome. I would love to outcome. just be able to talk to that guy and just say, "What are you thinking? You know, yeah. is Jordan up?" Oh, yeah. yeah All right. All right. Well, let, let's not talk uh, old classics. Let's talk new classics and new <laughs> classic champions. And uh, joining us now, and I don't, I don't know if he's home. I hope he's home because the last time I talked to him, he hadn't been home forever. He was looking homesick. Uh, joining us now via Skype is the 2017. <laughs> Bassmaster Classic Champion, Jordan Lake. 
How you doing, Jordan? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Good. Good to see you. Are you finally home? Yeah, man. I'm home. Uh, got home, I guess, like three, three, four days ago. So after the Riders deal, I got to come home. So all is good. Very, very cool. Yeah, to let everybody know, watching and listening tonight, uh, Jordan and I had to do a Toyota media event right on the heels of Toledo Bend. So unlike the other 99 guys that got to drive home right mm-hmm. after the event, we had to stick around and we worked all day Monday and all day Tuesday uh, for for Toyota, Quantum, and also Carhartt. And, uh, and, and, and you know, we were talking about it earlier. There's a lot more a to lot the to sport it. than just fishing, mm-hmm. uh, w- which is you know testament to what we had. But I want to tell you something really neat. I got to spend 20 minutes in the boat with you fishing. That was cool. Dude, that was cool. I mean, how many how many guys can say they you know been in the boat with I? I mean, that, that was fun. You know, that's the one thing we don't get to fish against. You know, fish with each other. So I hardly mean, ever, hardly ever. I mean, how many times have you been in the boat with? another pro probably probably not often no it, it it was nice it was nice you know we kind of had a little break between riders and we jumped in the boat and uh we fished a little retread area and we caught yeah. a couple we caught a couple which was yeah, really cool that was, huh? was fun I, I was telling uh one of my buddies that'd be kind of cool you know if we i know it's probably not gonna happen but if they ever had like a pro pro tournament i mean that would that'd like be doubles cool. like doubles yeah. in tennis that'd be awesome wouldn't it that would be I cool mean, just, just like one tournament, you know. I mean, that, that'd be that'd be pretty cool because we don't ever get a chance to fish, you know, fish with each other. So that'd be awesome. Random I mean, pairings. Random pairings would be cool. Yeah, I, I'd like that because you get, dude. Can you imagine you get two guys that would draw each other that hate each other too, right? You yes. get David Mullins and freaking uh, uh, <laughs> Wheeler in the same boat. It, it, yeah, it, it, you can have Ish and Keith Poche tickle fighting. Ish and Keith Poche. Stop fighting. I don't know who else. I mean, I would like to see Ike and Biffle, you know, in a boat. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd stay in the back and the whole time be like, you're making it hard on me, Tommy. You're making it hard on me, Tommy. That'd be a good team. That'd be a good team. <laughs> I, I mean, Bass is always looking for ways to grow the sport. I think this is obviously a good one. They should try. They should attempt it. I mean, I, I think it would be fun. You're on to something, Jordan. You are on to something. Remember, 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 though, if this idea makes it, you want part of the pie. This is all licensing. I know. I need a royalty on that. You need a royalty on that deal. Uh, I, I, before we, I want to, I want to jump back, obviously, and talk a little bit about the win and the classic. But how are you holding up right now? Because I know, you know, I won a lot of years ago. I won, you know, in 2003. It seems like forever ago. But I remember vividly, and Pete, Pete can testify for me because he helped me with a lot of what was going on at the time. I vividly remember the first couple months after my win and my head was spinning i couldn't keep my head on my shoulders how how's everything going for you right now are you are you keeping your head above water you know i am i mean probably the week after the week i mean i was getting a little i mean i wasn't frustrated but i mean when your phone is just constantly ringing like all day you know and right after that week you know i mean it was it was crazy and you know that that week after was pretty pretty hard and you know during the toledo event you know getting calls during practice and 
you know, stuff like that. I mean, that was that was kind of a little frustrating. You know, you just you you want to you got to answer. You know, I want to answer everybody, but then again, you know, you had I had a tournament then, so that was the the one moment. But now it's all good. You know, I mean, I'm having a little little free time now, but uh, you know, it's been it's been pretty crazy, and it's it's definitely been fun. Now, true or false, is during that frustrating time of people calling and bugging you, is it true that Brian the Carpenter was the biggest pain in the ass? No. Of all of them? He was. He was number one. Oh, you stop. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> he's been constantly just blowing me up. Oh, he's, he's been known to stalk our, our <laughs> guests. So I, I, I mean, it's tough, but it's something you got to deal with. you got to deal with Brian. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, is it true at one point I think it was at Toledo I saw you at line and line at registration or something you said you had like a hundred unanswered emails is that true and have you caught up with those emails it was it was a hundred it was a text message I had like 70 unread <laughs> and I still I still I think I still have 40 or 50 but they're way down the list so I'll get to them at some point now but we're emails, I've, I've caught up with emails so I'm, I'm all good there. Okay, but. now were any of the text, any of those seventy odd text, old girlfriends posting nude pictures of themselves saying, "Take me back." Negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never got any texts. Sure floating out there, you know, some old pics. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know the, those cousins that you never knew about. You know. They all come out of the woodwork after a win <laughs> like that. I'll tell you. It's funny how that works. Now we, I, I want to jump back now to fishing because we were we were commenting uh, and Pete uh, drew up some interesting facts on how many tournaments, how many classics were won with less than a lim- limit each day, and there were a lot mm-hmm. uh, going into Conroe. T- take us back. A lot of listeners and viewers haven't heard the story. Take us back. Gone into Lake Conroe. Tell us that. Did practice give you an indication that you know you went in that tournament like man I'm going to win this classic? Did you feel like that going into into Lake Conroe, or did you feel like you had a couple things happening? How how was your feeling? You know I I really didn't know how it was going to go. Um, I had a a pretty tough practice. You know I, I spent a lot of time. You know I, I kind of bounced back and forth. You know like like you were doing. I, I was. I was shallow, and uh, you know, I tried to find some stuff out, but it was it was hard to find, you know, uh, something that was just you know giving me a clue. And you know, I got some bites shallow, but nothing, you know, wasn't anything real solid. Um, you know, just keepers. I never really got any big bites shallow, and you know, I started looking looking out like the last day of practice. You know, I wanted to spend my time, you know, fishing that midway stuff and. Because I'd spent some time out around looking for brush, and that wasn't working. So I really thought that those fish had to be somewhere in between. And uh, that last day of practice, I started just, you know, running places uh, that were just out of pockets. And, you know, I, n- I never really got any signs until I got to this one, th- the point that I went off of. Um, you know, it was just a, a, a point in the mouth of a pocket, just like everything else on that lake. And uh, I caught two big ones back-to-back. I caught a seven and, like, a six back-to-back cast. Same spot. So I was like, you know, that's a that's a pretty good spot. I mean, I'm going to stop here. 
And, uh, but then I fished the rest of the day and never got another bite. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really didn't know if that place didn't pan out, you know, I really didn't have a lot to get a lot going. Yeah. You know, I, I went shallow, um, you know, during the tournament, but you know, that, that spot I won off of, uh, I fished it three times the first day and never got a single bite. I caught one stripe off of it. Wow. And I didn't know, you know, then at that time I thought it was just a fluke, obviously, you know, that I caught two big ones and, uh, you know, it just didn't, that first day didn't pan out just, I think cause the wind and the clouds and, you know, everything just, it, it was blowing so hard on it. So it just, you know, didn't work. Now, now that that's amazing, uh, and I I want you to talk about after that first day because the first yeah. day you came in, you had how many keepers the first day? Yeah, I just had three keepers. Three keepers. Uh, yeah, and I caught most of them shallow. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just I, I never got my a, a rhythm going. You know, I was, yeah. I was kind of banking on that one spot and going in a tournament. That's the last thing you want to do is, yeah. is to bank one spot so you know i really wasn't feeling confident because uh you know fishing that place three times and you know and running around a lot and and not not getting bit um you know just it wasn't never got on anything solid that first day yeah now here's here's what i want to dive into because i think you know and there's been a little bit written about this about you jordan but i i want to dive into this right now because this is what blows me away and this is what I want to learn how to do better. You've got three keepers on the first day of the Classic, the Bassmaster Classic, the biggest yeah. turn of the year. You've got mm-hmm. three keepers. 98.9% of the fans and the media and the tournament staff, everybody, with three keepers at the Bassmaster Classic on the first day, they wrote you off. But, But... But what I've seen in you, and, and I want to know, tell me what's gone through your mind. You, it, it didn't even phase you because you went out and fished the next day like it didn't it didn't matter. Tell me a little bit. Of what, what, what was going through your head? And how do you do that? How do you put that out of your mind and just go out and fish again the next day like it's a new day? You know, it, it was frustrating, uh, you know, that first day. But the next, you know, every day is a new day. And you really don't know that lake was fishing. It was fishing tough. Uh, it was hard to get a bite. So I knew that, you know, if I could just stay in it and you, you never know, uh, going into a new day and on a tough a lake that's, it's hard to get bit. Um, and I just wanted to go out and have a, a, a better day and, and make the top 25 cut. You know, you don't want to work the expo the next day. That was my motivation. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't have a fish at noon. I lost two big ones um, that morning up the lake in that shallow brush. Oh. And, you know, I, I started on that place again uh, the second morning, and I never caught one. And, uh, you know, I was just running around. I, I was just bad timing on some stuff, you know, guys going in and out of places. And, you know, I fished a lot of new water that second morning you know, trying to, you know, figure figure them out. And at noon, I, I just I was like, well, you know, I got one. I'm gonna go check this place one more time and just see what happens. And it wasn't, but you know, my third cast on it, I caught a seven and a half pounder. 
And when, when I caught that fish or when I was reeling it in, there was a school of, you know, five pounders. Oh oh my gosh. And I pulled, you know, I pulled the school, but it it was that moment, you know, at noon on that second day that I knew, you know, that those fish were there and I knew what I was going to do. I knew that I was going to stay there. And that's the only sign, you know, I, I really needed, um, and I, I had a bunch of different baits. Uh, and when I caught, caught that first one on a crankbait, I never got another bite on it, so I had to slow down with a worm. And I caught two more big ones, and that just gave me all the confidence, you know, that they were there. And I just I may need to slow down more. Um, and that's something that I, I probably could have done the first day and really, really fished it real slow. But – when I got that sign, you know, I knew that I needed to, you know, camp out. And it's hard for me to do that, you know. Yeah. It's hard to, to sit on a place um, not knowing if they're there and, you know, really fish it thorough. And yeah. that's something that I had to really learn how to do I mean, during that tournament. Wow. Do you, do you think that those fish were there on day one and, and you, you just didn't get the clue, didn't slow down or – didn't trigger a bite, or do you think they just showed up on day two? That that's a good question. You know, I, I really don't think they were there. I think the wind was blowing so hard on it. You know, we had some really, it was rough that morning going there, and uh, you know when I got there, there's three footers probably already. You know, just crashing in, and it was real cloudy that morning, and it just didn't seem like. It was real hard. It was hard to fish at the place too, um, even with the, the the new trolling motor. You know, it, it was still hard to to make to fish that place slow mm. and you know drag on it. You know, it was just it just wasn't right. I don't think. Um, so, who knows though? I mean, you know, maybe if it was calmer and the conditions were different, I think they could have it could have definitely been better. Because in practice, when when I it, it wasn't it wasn't hard you know i mean it was just boom boom and it seemed like when they were up there you know it didn't it didn't take a lot of a lot of effort on that first cast you know the first fish to get to get a bite yeah now i i want and again i know you've told this story a thousand times but we've got people watching and listening that don't know the story Take us through that last day, because that last day, you know, I, I think there's some magic that happened. I mean, if you're, you know, if, you, if you're religious, you can say it, it, it was, you know, religious means if, if, if you're whatever, you know, it's meant to be or. But take us through that last day, because some special stuff happened on that last day. It, it really did. Uh, so I'm running the, the, the first third day of the tournament. You know, last day of the classic, running in my first spot, and something in my motor just wasn't right. You know, I was going, you know, 66, all of a sudden, or whatever I was going, 68, and it was going 65, 64, 63, 60. And I'm looking back at my motor, and it's kind of, it's sputtering. It's not, it's, something's not right. And so I was just like, you know, just, just get me there. Just get me to that spot. And, it was going 58, 55. Oh. People are passing me, and that's the last thing you want, you know, is is motor trouble. Yeah. And I'm running there, and it just keeps going. It, it just, you know, it, it keeps. Uh, I, 
I kept going. I had several more miles to go. You know, it, it happened pretty close to blast off. And so I just hammered, hammered down and it kept going. I got to the bridge. And when I got to the bridge, you know, you had to idle under it and uh, idle under it. And I couldn't get back on pad. But the spot was just under, you know, just north of the bridge. So, I, you know, I had it hammered down. I was going like 10 miles an hour. And when I got there, there's a duck boat sitting on the point, you know, loud, loudest motor you can imagine. And I'm like, this, this is good. You know, like this is like Boats broke down, got a duck boat on my point. This is good. So I was, I was like, well, you know, it, it only can go up from here. You know, I asked the guys, you know, if I could fish there. Just I was like, just one more day, you know. And they kind of thought about it, and they cranked up, and, you know, it, it was about as loud as you think it would be. And, you know, wah, they, they leave. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, you know, I am guess I'm, I'm fishing here all day. I, I wanted to, but, I, you know, whether I get a bite or not, I'm like, well, this is where I'm going to be. So, you know, I, 30 minutes go by, I don't have a fish, and I finally catch a keeper, you know, like a probably a three-pounder um cranking and uh i was like well you know that's a start but you know that whole that whole day it wasn't bam 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 and that's probably something that you know i i would have you know like if it was the first day of the tournament i think i if i had my motor i would have left um just because it wasn't you know nothing was happening and all of a sudden you know an hour goes by and i catch a five pounder and Another hour goes by, I catch a five pounder, mm. and it was it was real slow. Um, but when I got those first couple big bites, you know, I knew that I'm just, I was just gonna have to grind it out. Yeah. And you know, it's something like you said. I mean, you know, I think the good Lord, he was he was definitely watching over me, and uh-huh. I think there was a reason I broke down. Yeah, and it was just one of those magical days. Yeah, that that that's amazing. I mean, a lot of big wins from guys, a lot of classic wins over the years have been similar stories. You know, not yeah. not all exactly like this, mm-hmm. but something happened during the course of the day that you know altered what you would have done. Yeah. And and then you end up winning. I mean, you know, even if you're not religious, you gotta believe there's something at play there. You know what I mean? Like, it just blows me away. Could be that the motor died and made them fish a really good spot the fish moved in and out of. Yeah, I mean, mean, there's a lot of different ways you could look at it. It it, it eliminated, like you said, if it was on day one, he'd probably start cranked up and left. Right. Uh, But, you know, it eliminates that option. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and like, you know, I'd fished the whole lake pretty much, and that that was the best thing I found. And, you know, I think that probably – could have happened i don't know if it would have happened on different places throughout the lake but it just shows you you know that you you may just have to slow down yeah did you you when that happened to you did you call ike to see if you could get in the boat and fish with him (laughs) (laughs) i saw a missed call on my phone oh my goodness gracious yeah i I got a good hole over here man i mean uh 
Iman coming over here and, you know, <laughs> just fish on it all day. Just, <laughs> just don't tell Randall Tharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw the missed call, but I thought he just butt-dialed me. Or he was just <laughs> crank call, crank calling me to make fart noises or something. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, you don't have to go into a dissertation about it if you don't want, but tell everybody listening and watching, what were the key baits that, that won it for you? Give, give us a couple of those baits. Yeah, so, uh, uh, 5XD, I, I caught, um, the big, my big fish the second day. It was, uh, a seven plus. I, that's the only fish I caught cranking. Um, actually, I caught another keeper cranking. On a different place, but uh, then the bullworm is an eight-inch bullworm. I was throwing it on a, a magnum shaky head, and uh, I caught two of my bigger ones the second day there. And the last day it was uh, I was throwing a mop jig with a uh, rage crawl and a uh, space monkey, two different trailers. Yeah, and you know I threw a ton of baits on that that place. I threw a Carolina rig, uh, crankbait. You know, I even threw hair jig and threw a spook. Threw, I mean, threw all different different baits. But that jig, that last day, um, that that's just what they wanted. And you know, it was it was something something I had to learn. You know, through through that day. You know, I, I threw all different stuff and waste. You know, Carolina rig. I, I really thought that that would have been a good bait there, and and they wouldn't touch it for whatever reason. So. That uh, that big jig was was definitely the the key key bait for me yep. that last day. Inter- interesting. That big profile was was a trigger. Uh, yeah. I I want you to talk for a second, real quick, about because it's one of the most vivid memories I have when I won the classic in two thousand three. Um, you know the moment that you know you won. You know, and 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 you know it's it's happened a little over three four weeks ago. But I know it's I know it's fresh in your mind. What yeah. what do you remember most about it? Because you know, there's that moment when you kind of think you won, but you know, until they announce it, right? Until you know, until Brent comes up and he weighs eleven pounds, and you, you know, now you've won. Tell us about that moment. Throughout the day, um, it never really crossed my mind, and that's probably another reason I feel like I won, too. I, I didn't get in a hurry or anything like that, and most times I feel like guys, you know, they're, they're in the top five or, or whatnot, and, you know, they think they got a shot going in the last day. You know, for me, I really I thought that I was still pretty far back, and uh, so it really didn't happen throughout the day, and when I was coming in, you know, to weigh in, you know, you you hear a couple, you know, guys tell you, hey, you, you may have a shot at this. And, and I'm like, well, you just don't know. You know, you Bass Track, that, that you can't believe that or anything like that. And uh, when I was, you know, the guys were weighing in, you know, all the top Super 6 guys and every one of them is coming up and, you know, it gets down to the last guy, you know, Brent. And uh, when he – pulled his fish out that was kind of the moment that i knew hey you know this is this is going to happen and that was probably you know it, it, it was still when when he got you know when he was coming up on stage that was that was definitely the the first time i realized that you know this was this was going to be it yeah did, did at any point during that crowning moment you know the trophy comes up you've got right. 
confetti and you've got pyrotechnics and sparks yeah. and did at any moment during that time you feel like Michael Jackson when he filmed the Pepsi commercial and had his <laughs> hair set on fire? You know, that's exactly what I was <laughs> it, was my mind. Uh, it, it was uh I, I didn't feel like michael jackson uh, i didn't know what i felt i felt like michael Akinelli. Woo! yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, that that's awesome that thank you for awesome. that uh but now here now here's this is a really trick question and and it's Sweet. trick because it happened to me Way way back, and I have to I have to ask you the same question because it was asked to me, and I have to ask you the same question. Um, this is the biggest win in the world. This is you cannot win anything bigger. You cannot do anything more important. It's there are millions of anglers that have come before you that have tried and have not have have not have succeeded. Here it goes. Do you think this win came too early in your career? You know, that, that's a good question. I, I don't feel like it's a bad, any bad time to win the Classic. No kidding. That could have been my only shot. So um, I don't think it's a, definitely a, ba- a bad time, you know, financially or just uh, – I mean, you know, starting, I mean, I'm pretty much starting my career, you know, third year in, and it helps out on a ton of different levels, you know, regardless what it is. But, uh, you know, it's definitely definitely early, but, you know, I may not get another shot. That's the crazy thing yeah. about it. You know, you look at, like, Gary Klein, he's fished 30, I think 30 classics and yeah. not one. And there's only been a handful of guys to win two, I think, so – you know the chances are. I mean, yeah, that that may have been my only only shot at it. Sorry for pointing that out, Gary. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that, that just shows you just you know how hard it is. Mm. I mean, I, it's nothing to, you know against him. I mean, he's a crazy good angler, but I mean, it's just it's hard to to make it there, and to to win it is just even harder. So you just don't know how many shots you're going to get. Yeah. So you're not going to retire? <laughs> no, not yet. You know, I'll another year or two. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, I, you know, again, I I was asked that same question, and and you're right. I don't I don't think you know when you win, you take the win, whether it's early, halfway through your career, at the end of the, your career, it's an amazing thing, and there's not that many dudes walking the face of the earth that can say they're a classic champ. You know, it's a pretty yeah. special thing. It is a special thing. I mean, it just doesn't—it doesn't come around, and it's getting harder and harder to make the classic every year. And hopefully, you know, you're in it the next year and the next year, but you just don't know. And uh, you know, to, to win it this this early is just—it's gonna—I'm not gonna say it's, it doesn't make your your career, but it definitely—it uh, definitely goes a long ways. Oh, it makes your career. That's a, that's a defining <laughs> moment. That's outstanding. But while we're on this topic, how old were you when you won the classic? Uh, I won the uh, let's see, uh, two uh, thousand three. Thirty two, right? I was four years into my professional career, yep. and I was I want to say early thirties. That sounds about right. Early thirties. Well, yeah. you well Jordan, you well you probably know this. You're the third youngest 
to win the classic. The trivia question is who are the two younger guys? Who are the two guys that have won the classic that were younger than you? Ooh. There's two of them. I know one of them. I know, I know one. one of them. I know one of them too. All right. All right. There it goes. Trivia question. Who are the two anglers younger than Jordan Lee that won the Bassmaster Classic? Uh, hit us up on our IM. If you get that question correctly, you win the second Ike Live gift pack tonight, consisting of three Flambeau tackle boxes, uploaded hat, uploaded T-shirt, and lots of liquid mayhem in there as well. You know, real snot. It's, it's real snot, too. Interesting story. The duck boat was on your best spot when you pulled up on it on the last day. When we were doing an Ike live with Zell Rowland, and this you'd probably be interested to hear this, Jordan. He pulls. He was in contention to win the classic on the Chesapeake, and he wheels up on his best spot in the Susquehanna. You know his little rock I know, jetty. I know the spot. And there was a scuba diver yeah. anchored. Oh, on on his best spot. Be kidding me? A scuba diver. Scuba. There's never been a scuba. You can't see six inches in that water. And there's a scuba diver anchored on his best stretch of riprap yeah. that would not leave, prevented him from being able to catch a single fish there. And Ken Cook goes on to win the bass. That bass match. Once classic. again, and it crazy how mm-hmm. how you know tournaments are won and lost by. These things that happen. I would have right, loved to have been know? in his mind when he was pulling up and saw the bubbles. <laughs> the bu- like, what incarnation? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Freaking scuba divers. Uh, Eric, give us some good IMs. I know we've got a ton of instant message questions coming in for Jordan. Yeah, we, we got, got some good ones. ones. We also already have a winner of the trivia question. Already? Already. Whoa. Someone wow. got it. Okay. Ronnie Moore got it, and the answer... <laughs> Ronnie Moore. Stanley Mitchell. <laughs> that cheater. Ronnie Moore, Stanley Mitchell, and Brian Kirkle are the answers. Wow. Kirchel. Kirchel. Well done. Okay. Stanley Mitchell. Stanley Mitchell. He was, not a cheater. Stanley he Mitchell was everything. the youngest. Stanley Mitchell was the youngest. When was that? When was that? Yeah. Uh, 80s? Yeah, I didn't even know that. I, yeah. I knew yeah. Kirchel. 80s. Stanley Mitchell, yeah. 80s, early late 90s. 80s. Yeah. I'm going to say late 80s. Let's get to some IM questions, though. we got a few good ones here. Jordan, sitting... You're the classic champion right now. What was the hardest thing you had to overcome to get to where you're at today? Oh, probably uh, the hardest thing that I've done is probably just making the leads. Um, that 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 in itself is is a probably the hardest thing. Wow. And making and, and making the classic. I mean, it's probably the second hard. But you know, three tournaments, you know, in the opens to to make the leads. And uh, you have one mediocre bad day, you know, you, you don't even make it there. So that was that was probably the the number one uh, number one goal and probably one of the harder things. I mean, it's right there beside you know making the classic. I thought I thought you were going to say rooming with Matt. <laughs> you know, we've had a little. We've actually got along pretty good the last three years. So surprisingly. You know, I thought, I thought I was going to have to whoop <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Matt for a, uh, yeah. a cut yes, on Toledo Bend. To well Matt. done. Dang. Very nice. Yeah, he, he whacked him. Yep. Very awesome. Yeah, last Eric. time he was on the show, he was sitting up. Well, the first time he was on, him and Matt Skyped in from bunk beds. That's right. The dorm room. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, you guys were Skyping in from the dorm room. You had Spider-Man pajamas on, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> we were in some ratty hotel somewhere. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Eric, what else we got coming in? We know you're a former college guy, and a lot of people want to know this because there's so many guys trying to start either high school teams, college teams, whatever the case may be. What's your biggest advice to them to start that process? That's a, that's a good one. Um, I didn't really start anything. I just kind of rolled in while everybody was uh, there. But the biggest, <laughs> thing, uh, biggest thing I would say as far as any college angler is uh, go to a school that you you like. And I wouldn't go there necessarily just for the fishing team. Um, so I, I'd go somewhere that, you know, you're, you're – Wherever you want to go, you know, I, I went to Auburn because followed a snail know, trail. It was a home, it was a hometown <laughs> deal. My dad went there, and um, you know, we they had a fishing team. But now there's tons of schools that have fishing teams. So um, just go go somewhere that you you like, and if they don't have a college team, um, you, you can easily start one up through the, the club sports. It's not, uh, I don't think it's a huge huge deal to get a team started now. What else we got, Eric? We got a couple more. What's numbers. the oddest question you've been asked since winning the classic? <laughs> the oddest question. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I've had a few radio shows that have kind of kind of stumped me. I, I actually had a, a radio. I, I'm not. I don't even know who it was because they, they've all been mixed together. Huh. But uh, <laughs> he didn't even want to. There was no. There was no talking about the classic. He wanted to do an article on deep cranking. So I was, that, that didn't go two and two with me, but I, I did it anyway. So that was kind of, there was no classic. The, the classic was never mentioned. So. Wow. Yeah, that was that's kind interesting. Of Do they still have radio? I don't know. Is radio still around? Yeah. Bassmasters has a new radio show. Oh, they do. Eric, give us one more good one. Eric, give us one more good one, and then I think we have a special. Do we have a special guest coming in? I don't know. You tell me. You're the boss. I think we have a special guest coming in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give us so, one more good one. Obviously, this is hindsight now, and you won the tournament. But it was a big topic going in. People were making a big scene about how the classic was after the first event of the year. How do you feel that that affected the way you prepared for it? Is it something that you'd be open to having again after the first event, or what are your thoughts on that? You know, I thought it was uh, was different uh, this year than the past few years, or past couple years. Um, I've only fished, you know, fished three classics, and it was it was different to get prepared for, you know, get prepared for it. You know, you had two tournaments, so you weren't thinking about it constantly. Um, until, you know, after our, our second elite event. But I think it could, it can go both ways. You know, if you have a tough, really tough first two tournaments and you're in the classic, then, you know, it could could kind of spin you out. And, you know, I don't think you may fish the best that you could have. If uh, and, and luckily I had two decent tournaments, so I felt like that, that helped going in. Um, but if it would have been two bombs, you know, I, I feel like it, could have gone a little different. You may start second guessing yourself. That was a good one. Um, all right, so Jordan, we've got and this and and you got to feel good about this because this guy does not stop by that often because he lives oh. pr- he lives pretty far away. He's actually like three galaxies away. Um, but this is a big night, and you know, once he heard that you were on, of course he had to he had to come. And joining us, making another cameo at the Ike Live show, is 
the one and only Stormtrooper is here tonight. Jordan, to answer some questions. Yes. Stormtrooper, how you doing tonight? Fine, thank you. Okay, how's everything in space, okay? Outstanding. Okay. All right, you had some questions. I know you are a big fan of the sport of fishing, and we've got the classic champ on tonight, and I know you had a list of questions to ask him. Very much so. Okay. Jordan Lee, congratulations. Jordan Lee, good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Eric, the intern, please put on the voice stress analysis machine so we can detect truth. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Jordan. What's up? If you could live the life of a different Lee, would it be A, Tommy Lee, B, Pamela Lee, <laughs> or C, General Lee? <laughs> There's no question, General Lee. I mean, he's, he is the man. That's not even a big question. Roger that. <laughs> True or false? The second <laughs> The second night The second night you were home with the classic trophy. You caught your brother Matt in his room, hoisting your trophy over his head while showering himself with tinker tape made from shredded articles of your victory. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you must have been there. <laughs> is, is it true that when you cashed your classic check, you purchased gold bunk beds for you and your brother? <laughs> Purchase gold beds? Gold bunk beds. <laughs> That's false. Appreciate Copy. your answer. That's false. <laughs> Good try, though. <laughs> Question. What would you rather do? Sit through Gone with the Wind, acted in French with Portuguese subtitles, or sit through another one of Dame LaFever's never-ending marathon-long classic hail concession speeches? <laughs> 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 probably, probably the uh, probably the gone with the <laughs> next question that's the best one of the nine thank you <laughs> next question that was pretty good thank you <laughs> Wood you rather relive the time you have a playground by a drunk uncle as a kid. Or sit through the hell speech. <laughs> probably, the drunk, probably the drunk uncle. <laughs> Would you rather receive a root canal from Voo Dave's on the back of your boat or listen to 
La FIBA, blab on about losing. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the FIBA on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Lou touch my mouth. <laughs> Next week, career ending. <laughs> Very clever. The wushu. Last question. Oh, my God. Would you, Jordan Lee, <laughs> rather receive a flipping stick catheter <laughs> or be paired up with Lefebvre in a doubles tournament? Play <laughs> the first one again. Receive a flipping stick what? Catheter. Catheter. A catheter? Catheter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably. I probably did the flipping stick catheter. <laughs> Very well. Eric's the intern. I think he was being 100% truthful. Oh, <laughs> true statements on all those. Wow. True statements. Man. Nothing but the truth. Uh, wow. That's beautiful. I want to thank the uh, I want to thank the stormtrooper for stopping by again. <laughs> you always make me cry, which is pretty uh, awesome. It's the only goal. It's the only goal. <laughs> wow, it's pretty amazing. That's good stuff. <laughs> Did you get that in your other radio show? <laughs> no, those were those were solid. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's try to switch back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can switch back. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no. I don't know if we recover from that. Uh, I, I, I do want to corner you again on this, and, and we've, we've had a chance to talk a little bit about some of this stuff since your win, but, you know, the one thing that happens when you're the classic champ, Pete, you know this, is you're provided a platform for a year, which is this amazing thing. You're the classic champ. You have a platform to speak to people and to do something, um, you know. And I think that's so important, you know. In in my in my career in the sport, I've seen guys take it and do amazing things with their championship and use it as a platform to do positive things. I've seen other guys win the classic and run for the freaking hills, dude. They didn't want nothing to do with any of the stuff that came along. With That's the true. Classic Championship. How are you going to use your platform this year as as the Classic Champ, Jordan? Yeah, that's that's a really, really good question. I, I think throughout the year I'll, I'm probably going to figure it out more and more. But as far as, uh, you know, what it does for, you know, being younger, you're, you're able to, to reach a, a lot – you know, up and coming crowd and, you know, the high school and college angler, you know, that's, that's the big, that's the big talk right now. I think of the, the, the sport yeah. and, you know, just being in it, you know, I hadn't been in it that long, but you know, how I've got here, you know, I'll be able to, to reach out to, to the kids and all the younger, the younger crowd and let, you know, let them know that, you know, it can be done. You just have to, do a lot of you have it takes a lot of preparation it takes a lot of drive a lot of hard work and you know i i think that's going to be the big thing for me um 
this year is you know being able to to reach that younger crowd and you know give them you know give them hope that you know that they can do it and that's probably going to be the biggest thing for me this year but i'm going to take every uh every opportunity that that i have you know this year to to make good good out of it for sure that's awesome. That's uh, I mean, that's a tremendous. Platform. You're, you're the first college angler to win the classic. Yeah, you know, right. you, you've done something pretty special there that I think the kids nationwide, worldwide, worldwide will be able to aspire to. Uh, and I think that 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 is an amazing platform for you to work with. Yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. You know, this this year, this whole year will be. But I feel like that's probably the biggest thing. That's the biggest opportunity I have. Um, you know, to 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 have that to have that younger audience and you know talk to them and that that, that that's going to be definitely probably the biggest thing for the year yeah that's 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 a great platform and that's what the sport needs right now too you know we're we're losing the younger generation mm-hmm. every day we're losing more kids high school college level young adults we're losing them to you know we're losing them to loving the outdoors and and this is what a great time to have a champion yeah. to, and, to be on that I, platform. You know, I already had some some kids, uh, you know, come up to me and say, you know, hey, I jump, I, I'm jumping in these tournaments. You know, I want to get into it more, you know, just from seeing you win. And that that's probably the, the coolest thing that's happened, you know, so far is just to, you know, have that influence. And you don't even think about it. Um but having that influence on younger younger crowds and and having having them jump in tournaments is is pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause uh, try having a friend you grew up with, Jordan. Like one day you're on the lake, nobody's out there. The next day your friend wins the classic, and there's guys out there with shorts down that are calves with hats with flat brims and <laughs> backpacks on, and like fishing on a boat with a backpack. <laughs> on a boat with a backpack. <laughs> Backpacks became cool. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, uh, Jordan. Before we let you go, we're gonna hit you with one. We got one or two more. What do we got, Eric? Yeah. So, have you thought about Lake Hartwell yet? Have you thought about that repeat performance at all, or is it just not even crossed your mind? You know, it hadn't even crossed my mind. That's one thing, probably that it has been awesome though, knowing you're in the classic for next year. And I'm always jealous of people, you know, that win opens, and because that's awesome, you know, through through. In the beginning of the year, knowing you're in yeah. the classic for next year, yeah. that that's pretty. But I haven't thought about the actual uh, actual tournament. That's a good. Yeah, point. that's got to be free. You can yeah. fish wide open the wide rest, open rest of this yeah. year. We yeah. always save the best for last too. Has Uncle Swindle given you any ideas on investment opportunities? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd listen to those. <laughs> I was thinking, Ock. I don't know. You know, listening to Swindle. On some things can get you can get you hurt, but <laughs> Swindle is good with his money, and he I know he has a lot of there he is right there there he Swindle. goes yeah yeah stop. he'll know hey. what to do with it wait a minute wait a minute do we have Gerald's actually he just appeared on our couch hold on a second hey G hey hey say boy don't don't talk get my money out your mouth <laughs> <laughs> mind your own money I don't even know what he does with it I think uh, he just he hides it. Not smart, smart investment, son. I got some investments for you. You have ideas? No, I do. I got yeah. I'm I'm trying to sell him a bridge in Arizona. 
<laughs> hey, he's a mall bird. He's going to buy it. <laughs> that wasn't funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know. can't all hit. No, we can't all hit. I wonder if the classic uh, championship is worth a million dollars. Remember? Yeah, it's been a big thing, right? That was the thing. It was worth a million bucks. Did you get a million bucks out of this one? Now somebody already said that to me. I was like, "Well, I hadn't, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen those zeros yet." But <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it is, but I, I don't think it's worth that. Right now, not in the short, not in the short term, yeah. not in the short term. Right. Yeah, I, I think, I think classic champions that have worked really hard after their win. That you know, if you look, if you look ahead, you know, ten years from yeah. his win, mm-hmm. I think you could turn it into that kind of money. But it's not worth that. On the win. Oh, you could say that I mean, about a McDonald's job if you turn it into enough. Well, years. you can. <laughs> you can. Point, Brian. Jordan, did you think about trying to carve out like something unique, like maybe start bringing back gold front teeth or something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, some kind of a unique sponsor. <laughs> you can bring. You can bring anything out after you win. After you win the classic, I mean, you That's can build gold chains. You know, I'm not. Know. Well, I was just down in Jacksonville for three weeks. The brothers down there are still wearing gold fronts. I swear to God, I saw wow. them, man. The gold fronts are still alive. Paul dude. Wong. Out in the, out in the sticks, they're wearing gold gold fronts. Wow. Grills. It's wow. alive in North Alabama, too. Oh, ah, man, they haven't worn them up here for like like 15 years. Dude. Sorry to hear that. That's crazy. Uh, Jordan, before we let you go, we got a million people watching that want to follow you and follow yep. your escapades. And they want to text you. And they want to text you. <laughs> Don't give them yourself. But, uh, Instagram pics. How, how can they follow you? How can they follow you the rest of the year and all your travels? What's the best way for people to follow you? Yep. The best way um, is Instagram or Facebook. Um, both of them are Jaylee Fishing. And I, I try to post on there as much as I can, and you know you can follow me on there and check it out. That's Woo. awesome. Well, man, I I I tell you, I am so stoked for your win. You know, I'm I was competing against you, and you always want to win, right? You always want to be the guy that wins. Mm-hmm. But when you won, I felt really really happy and proud for you, and uh, yeah, and and I'm stoked for you, and I know. I know you're going to be a great champion this year, and you're going to use your platform well. And uh, man, we're we're stoked for you, and and thanks thank for coming you. on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Good job, champ. You guys, Congrats. Jordan Congrats. Lee, everybody. Thanks for responding to my text. <laughs> <laughs> I never do either. So. <laughs> what a humble young guy. Uh, isn't that great? You know what yeah. I mean? It's the one thing, and and I I tried to, I wish there was a more magical answer, but I tried to get it out of him. Dude, I've seen him in the short time I've competed against him, like I said, three years. I've seen that ability for him to have the worst day in the world. And, dude, here's the difference. Bri, how the hell does he do it? Dude, he has the worst day in the world. First day, second day, whatever. Catches crap. And he's just like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he comes out the next day, like... I, I don't think you could teach that, dude. You can't That's teach it. That's amazing. Well, he just has demeanors it. unique. Yeah, but you, but you yeah. see we, that, right? saw, You can see that. We saw it before with him when we interviewed True. him. Solid, dude. Uh, He's just unfazed, unflappable. Unflappable. Mm-hmm. It's a great quality. It's a quality you know, that, that champions in this sport have. Like, you, you come know? in with th- three fish, and then well, Crochet brought in a bomb, right? Didn't he, well, oh, yeah. He, like, was, he was third or fourth. Mm-hmm. I like was fifth. Like, there was these or, giant yeah. bags that came in. You had three fish, mm-hmm. and you go on to win. Steady. 
Steady. That's just cool. He did man. it at Toledo. But you could tell right by his... T- I mean, that just... He did it at Toledo. The very right. next tournament he fished. Mm-hmm. First day, 8 pounds, 13 ounces. Second day, 17 and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. Right the, back up. I, I, I've said this from the beginning. When I started fishing 20 years ago, the, the guys that I admired the most were the guys that could recover... From a day like that, yeah, I can't. Right, because you 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 get you get so See, spun you out. You don't admire Mike very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you feel like you're out of the tournament. <laughs> don't worry, Mike. Mike's I'm recovered with the plenty. same thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. But men- mentally, you check out when that happens, and you can't get. You just feel like, well, what's the point in launching the boat? Yeah. I have no shot. Yeah, yeah. I cannot. Well, I, I can't uh, even get yeah. a check. Yeah, you, yeah, question, hoping, you question yourself. Yeah, I'm hoping for a medical uh, exempt issue so I can leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you just disappear like Byron. Just never even yeah. show up the next time. Man, what, what is this about these monster bags winning tournaments? Two in a row. Yeah. It happened at Toledo. It happened at Conroe. Yeah. Well, when you're in you're in South Texas, that's a totally like, different yeah. animal. Especially yeah. in the spawn. Yeah. Well, it's two in a row. Guys that just yeah. stormed to the front. South it's Texas un- unique animal. Uh, I want to uh, take this time. I want to thank everybody for watching. But hang in there. Uh, we had John Murray, amazing guest. We had Jordan Lee. But we're going to take a short break, and Brian, this is where it's going to get good. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to end our last segment of Ike Live tonight with opening up the phone lines again, Dave, for the first time in a long time. Before we do that, yeah, hot off of what Dave just just doing. Let's play that now. Can we do that during the break? No, no. We need to be there to comment on it. You want to come back with it, then? Let's come back with it. Right, Let's come back with it. Because Mike don't pay attention. Okay. I saw it, but I thought you were going to go out to the break, too. Come back with what? What happened? Okay. With uh, Dave LaFever interview. Yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, listen to me. Hang in there. Hang in there with us for a couple minutes. When we come back, we're going to do little Dave LaFever review. <laughs> we're going to do an MTB live unboxing. We've got a huge announcement from Bash University from Pete Lusick. And we're going to open up the phone lines. And again, you can ask anything you want to ask, any question you have, anything your heart desires. Hang in there with us when we come back. One more segment of Ike Life.